Welcome to episode 28 of the Average Joe's MMA Show. Jeff Shanahan along with David Van Boglen. We are back off the heels of an exciting UFC fight night in Montreal card. This uh, didn't surprise me, but it did in many ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah me too. I, I I thought it was really good, exciting card with a good good amount of fights to it. Uh, a lot of good finishes. You know, uh, the Kobe event... It was like it, like it flew under the radars. Like a lot of people didn't realize that Cowboy was no. fighting on. You know, I talked to a few people, and they're like, "Oh, the card doesn't look good." I was like, "Wait, you got Cowboy, Cowboy and Cote, man?" And they're like Cowboy's fighting on this. It's like it was almost like they didn't promote it. No, they didn't. It was just all. all Wonder Boy and McDonald. Well, you know, I can understand them really trying to pump it on Rory, and you know, it's Canada. It's He's the right. premier Canadian, blah, 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 blah. But you got a guy like Donald Cerrone that's beloved by UFC fans everywhere. Right. And everywhere. Did, you know, like I said, they were like, really? I didn't know Cowboy was on. It was like, yeah, man, you got to, you know, uh, you got to promote guys like that. Right. You, Whenever, you, wherever you they're to. at on the card. Especially a co-man like that. Let's get right into it, Go man. Ahead, this was uh main event. Steven Wonderboy Thompson really just, just picked apart Roy. Yeah. Perfect words to put it. He did. He had... Uh, Roy didn't have a lot of answers for the unique question mark uh, kicks and hook kicks. Weird and, angles. And, and, and the speed. And yeah. His uh, Wonder Boy doesn't really telegraph anything. He goes from point A to point B fast. Very. And he doesn't give you any time to react. He's in and out very quickly. Extremely. He can, he can change the angles on you in the middle of a step. Like, his striking... I mean, everybody talks about the elusiveness of Dominic Cruz, and yeah, or, and, and Demetrius Johnson, but they're both little guys. Who do you see doing these things at 170 pounds? Exactly right. And um, Wonder Boy, when we were going into it, and I was talking to Everett and a couple other guys, I said there's going to be two factors why Wonder Boy dominates over Rory. It's going to be his footwork and his headwork. Yep. And he continued, and he did that. He was unable to be hit. I mean, he, yeah, he got Rory got his shots in, but for the most part, the big stuff, Wonder Boy was able to dodge, yeah. move, you know, get in, get out. It was an extremely great performance by Wonder Boy. Yes, yeah. the number one contender and doubling up his strike. I mean, he was doubling up Rory's strikes. Rory put out sixty-two total strikes. Wonder Boy had one hundred and twenty-four. So literally, literally doubling <laughs> up all of his production. The biggest factor in this, to me, or the biggest story besides the dismantling that Wonderboy put on him is is Rory's nose. Right. It is a Good. problem. It is. And it, ha- it has been since... I mean, we saw it rear its ugly head against Robbie. It cost him the fight against Robbie. Yeah. The fight he was winning. Clearly winning. And we had another issue with it this past week. Yep. You know, there was, uh, there was some reports coming out, and he's talking about it and says... Um, he doesn't know what to do about his nose. He doesn't know if surgery will help. He doesn't know, you know, uh, other than don't get hit in it. Right. And how do you plan for that? No, exactly. I, I don't. I said it to you after the fights or post-fight, I guess, because I watched them a little later on. But I, and I'll put it out there on the air right now. I'm saying Stephen Thompson is going to be our next 170-pound champion. I had this is funny because I was I was going through and I was making my. Picks on our fantasy deal that we got going on. Yeah, uh, 
um, I thought I was out of my mind picking Wonder Boy for whatever reason. Yeah, you know, you were, I, you just, were... I thought I was like, am I? You know, you I'm looking me... at the two fighters. So I'm like, yeah. and I sent you messages. Yeah, like, that message. <laughs> your message to me was hilarious because you're just like, you're like, dude, I'm going through everything. Statistically, it makes sense to pick. Where... He's like, but but am I wrong for leaning towards Wonder Boy? My answer was no. I was like, I'm picking him to win. After what he did to Johnny and what he's been yeah. doing quietly to everybody, it's just like, oh, and The God. beatings Rory has taken. Yeah. I was like, you know, he's the number one contender. Rory was the number one contender for a reason, you know. He, he has been a consistent performer. He may be coming off a loss, but before right. that, he was dominant. But, the you know, the numbers-wise, when I was looking, I was like, I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm off yeah. taking Wonder Boy here. No. Yeah, but, I was, I was, know, that's, I mean, that was my choice, too. Wonder Boy has some A lot of, these, of others, I think. You know, with, the, with no, even the, outside the numbers, he has intangibles. Mm-hmm. He has things that he does inside the cage that don't reflect on statistics. Yep. And when I figured all those in together, that's when I sent you. I said, man, I, I don't know what's going on. Am I wrong? Am I wrong <laughs> for picking Wonder Boy? Nope. Is, is, that, is that odd? Should I not be doing this? I nope. Mean, you know? <laughs> that was just a real simple answer. Nope. Mm-mm. Not at all, because I'm picking him to win. No, you are not wrong. No, man. I mean, you could you could play off the simple MMA math. He, if you want to, I my, me picking Wonder Boy has nothing to do with MMA math, but I will do the equation for you. He beat the shit out of Johnny in the first round, who went two five round fights with Rob, with Robbie with Robbie, who I think actually, in my opinion, I think that Johnny Hendricks won both fights. I still I've gone back and watched both recently in the last month. Prepping up for Robbie versus Tyron, and I still, in my heart, believe that Johnny Hendricks won both fights. He systematically picked apart Rory McDonald, who, until you hit him in the nose so much he couldn't stop or couldn't take anymore, and he just fell on his ass in the fifth round, yeah. was beating the shit out of you for five rounds and was yeah. on his way to become the 170 pound champion. Definitely. I mean, MMA math right there just kind of points at. I'm picking Wonder Boy because of his intangibles, and I think his style is just too much for Robbie to handle. I do too. Robbie, if Robbie comes in straight ahead brawler style on Wonder Boy, he's going to catch a foot to the face, exactly, and he's going to be asleep. Yeah, definitely. He definitely has to employ some different, other than Robbie Lawler tactics, mm-hmm. if he wants to do anything uh, to retain that belt when they fight. Yep. Uh, because, because, I mean, looking forward, I think Robbie's going to beat Woodley. That's what I was just going to so say. We can, we'll can we talk more you know, about it eventually when, yeah. when Robbie and, after Robbie and Tyron yeah. fight in a few months. Obviously, you know, Robbie's got to get out of the cage against Tyron, but I think he's probably going to win the fight. I think he's going to win that one too, so just kind of looking forward <coughs> on on what I, I foresee as being the next title fight. It's going to be Wonderboy. It's going to be Robbie. And I like, I like everything Stephen Thompson's doing. I like everything that he's bringing to the table. I like his uniqueness, his style, his 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 uh, footwork, his headwork. Um, Robbie's a tough, tough man, but I don't think he's ever fought anything like a Stephen Thompson no. before. And that's not a bad thing to say because nobody's fought anything like a Stephen Thompson. There isn't. He's that unique kind of cat. The, the closest guy you could probably have thrown out there with his style would have been maybe Machida, Machida. in his prime, but I mean... I don't think Machida. I was gonna say I don't think Machida was ever as elusive, and I, and for his size and the amount of power that that Wonder Boy has, yeah, I, I don't think it compares he, to Machida. He generates enormous amounts of power in just tiny movements. Yeah, you know he doesn't have to wind up. He doesn't have to take that shuffle step forward to kick. 
It just it goes from A to B fast and hard. And, and he can change. Ridiculous. And like I was saying, he can change angles in the process of going from A to B. You think he's doing a straight line, and then yeah, that's when those question mark hits come into yeah. play. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah, it'll hit a big win here. Huge win. The number one contender that puts him as the number one contender. Yep. So now it's just a wait and see game for Wonder Boy. And I think he'll. I think he'll. What Wait is, until his title. I don't think. I mean, he might take another fight in between. He'd be foolish too. But it wouldn't be a smart move to do it because he's in that spot now where he can, he can say, "I'm next in line. I'll wait for the title shot." Short of George coming back to 170 pounds, I don't see a fight for him to take. It, it's stupid. And it would be a losing. The lose, 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 lose. Either way you do it. Yeah. The only thing you get out of it's a payday. Exactly, because if you don't look impressive, you're gonna get skipped over in a title you shot. You take an errant shot and you lose. Right. You're fucked. You know. There's what everything. Are you do? There's everything you worked for. Moving on to the Coleman event. Yes. Winning himself. Yeah, I was just gonna say winning himself a performance of the night by uh, getting a TKO with two minutes left in the third round. Donald Cowboy Cerrone picks up his second victory at 170 pounds, looking really solid oh, again at 170 pounds. He looked great, and this is not... He didn't have a gimme fight. No, this was Kote not... No, tough, and Kote has been on a tear. Absolutely. A tear, and he... The level change... What I've seen in the level changes of Cowboy Cerrone, you know, he's he's a Muay Thai fighter, he's a kickboxer, yep. you know, he's, he likes to stand and trade... But when the level changes he did when Cote was going high and he went low and got those those perfect takedowns. Yeah, his takedowns um, were on point. There was another side of Cerrone that I hadn't seen in a while. Um, I thought they were extremely well timed and well placed. So it just added another avenue for him to continue winning fights. And this one, it didn't shock me that he won. It just shocked no. me how he won. I mean. I thought this was going... I, I honestly thought it was going to be a three-round decision fight. I didn't think... Because yeah. Cote has been on a tear, and he's got one-punch knockout power yes. and really, really dangerous submissions. Absolutely. Very dangerous submissions. And he just looked outclassed by Cerrone. Cerrone, Cerrone systematically picked him apart on every level for three rounds until he knocked him out. He took him down twice. He knocked him down three times. He controlled him for almost five minutes. He outstruck him. Everything that that Cote came in to do was countered, and Donald Cerrone dominated yep. this fight and picked up his excuse me picked up his second win at one seventy in a row. But now the the question was asked to Cerrone: Is one seventy your home? Is one fifty? You going back to fifty five? What are you gonna do? And Cerrone, in typical cowboy fashion, said, "I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I'll go wherever. Wherever you, you know, whatever the next fight is, I'll take it. You know, you want me to move up a little bit more? I'll move up some more. You want me to drop down? I'll drop down more. I don't care. Typical me. cowboy yep. is, is exactly how it came out. Let to me fight and pay me. I don't give a fuck. And cowboy had some, some. I don't know if you've seen this. I did. Okay, I did. You know where I'm going with this. I do. He had some things to say about the UFC that the UFC doesn't give a shit about him. Well. And uh, that was in context to his pay. Yeah. You know, um, the Cowboy has been the mo- one of the most versatile fighters for them. Yep. Uh, constantly taking short notice fights, taking it any weight class that you want to give it to him, that he doesn't feel like his pay is reflecting that. And that's where that came out. Well, 
I can see Cowboy's point in some aspects. I can see Dana's counterpoint in some aspects as well because you want to get paid more. It's all pay-per-views. Win some of those big fights that you get into. Don't get picked apart in the first round in a championship fight. Right. You can keep winning. You can keep saying, I'll fight anyone anytime and winning these undercard fights. That's fine, but... You want to get paid yeah. like a Jones or a Connor or a Ronda. You gotta when you you gotta sell pay per views. You gotta win the big fights. You gotta you know you gotta do more. He's still getting show up. He got like seventy five and seventy five yeah. for this fight. Seventy two, seventy two, something like that. Show up when the spotlight's on you, man. Because like when he had line against Benson, he didn't look that great. Picked up the win, which I don't think he really deserved. I didn't either. And he definitely didn't show up in that title fight. No. I don't know who that cowboy was. That was not was. the cowboy that I've seen the last two years. Yeah, but you know, when he when he gets in these big fights, sometimes he he Chokes. shrinks up and doesn't show up. Yeah, you want to get paid, man? Show up in these big fights. You're not gonna be. You're not gonna get a million dollars a fight fighting Patrick O'Day. Right. And that's Sorry. that's coming from a Donald Cerrone fan, a huge Donald Cerrone fan. A, Same. A, a since I saw him on freaking the Tap Out show, I. Like, I like this guy's attitude. Let's go. Yeah. You got to show up in them big fights, bro. You got to show up or you're not going to get paid. That's it. Bottom line. It's not like he's getting 10 and 10. Right, he's not getting 10 and 10. He made 150000 plus yeah. plus 50 for the performance. He I mean. probably spent 160000 <laughs> in between fights this time buying trucks. and Going on all these random trips to... Yeah. All points of the world to buy Paying, jump paying in gas for that fucking RV that he has to travel everywhere. He made, he made like 200k on this fight, man. It's not like that, you know, they don't think highly of Cerrone in here. It's just, right. uh, be a champion and make championship money by selling championship pay-per-views, then you can talk. Yep. What else we got? Uh, we can kind of just skim over these next two fights. Uh, Not much, but let's talk about... Yeah, let's just Jojo skip. Game. Yeah, I, that's the one I really want to talk about is Letourneau and JoJo. First 125-pound women's fight uh, happened between Joanne JoJo Dr. Neville. The first... Wasn't it the first 125 technically under the UFC banner? Yes, that's... Okay. that's what, yeah, the first 125-pound first fight in the UFC. Uh, flyweight does exist in, in some other... Uh, places like Bellator, or not Bellator, but uh, Invicta, Invicta thank you. Yeah. Yep. Uh, both of these girls, well, Letourneau's gone back and forth between 135 and has had several fights at 115. Um, JoJo's been 115 pounder. She looked deadly, man. Absolutely. JoJo is a savage. Yes. You know, I, I, um, I know you watched it later, so... When I was watching, I said, "Dude, I want you to keep yep. a close eye on this fight because I want you to see, to judge what the ref had done the, that fight because it, there were some spotty moments where the ref, I don't know if he blew it or if he was just extremely intelligent and did it the right way." Letourneau um, caught a front kick to the chest in the second yep, round, and the, the wardrobe malfunction. Yeah, and the problem is with wardrobe malfunction. That's fine, but she grasped her chest. She turned around, turned her back to JoJo, and made it look like she was done fighting. Right. And I think in any other fight where if a fighter grasps their body, turns their back to the fighter, and is no longer protecting themselves, the ref's got to call it. Yeah. He did. And it went again into the third round. She did the same thing. Same thing after, yeah, after the kick and then caught she, the spinning back fist. Yeah, she turned her back 
and leaned up against the cage and was grasping your chest. That one, I, I that was the one that I was actually paying attention to the most. I didn't really think about it too much with the wardrobe malfunction because he probably caught a quick nip slip and was like, okay, I get what she's doing. Mm-hmm. He probably should have waved off JoJo and, and stopped it. But I think the reason she turned her back was to try to cover herself and hide from the, you know, not get her tits out on national television. Right. But you can't turn your back. No, 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 no. And when she when she finally got KO'd, that's that's where I was focusing in on. Was he probably should have stopped it when she turned her back there after she took that shot. Yeah. But that spinning back fist was nasty. Uh, but she came against the cage, to hit her, spun around, and hit. Oh my god, that was. She did it twice. She yeah. dropped her twice yeah. with spinning back fist, man. But it was a, it was perfect time to do it. Yep. I, uh, it was. JoJo was so smart in this fight. She's done the one thing that both women that are going for the championship in a couple of weeks are fighting for the championship at 115 pounds were not able to do. Neither finished the tournament. Valerie. She went five with with Joanna. Uh, I mean, she got shit beaten out of her, but she went five with Joanna, and she went three, beat. and she went three with Claudia. Yeah, they were not able to do no. that, and JoJo was. JoJo was, and JoJo picked her apart. Um, Laterno made a comment. Uh, about the wardrobe malfunction and said, you know, what if it was a guy? Would you want to fight with your nuts hanging out? And and I'm thinking to myself, if I'm in the middle of a cage and I'm fighting for my life, my nuts fall out, fuck it, my nuts fall Walker, out. My nuts fall you know, out. You want to look at my nuts, look at my nuts, I don't care, I'm in a fight. Right. Yeah. You know? uh, maybe it's different for women. I don't know if it should be, but... No. If, even if you have a wardrobe malfunction, if the ref does not stop it, defend yourself at all times. Yeah, Exactly. You have to constantly be in, in position to defend yourself. Otherwise, things like that are going to happen. You're going to back this to the face and crumble. Yep. And she did. I mean, she's lucky that first one didn't put her out. Extremely. Uh, it, was a, it was a great... But even aside from those, uh, situa- those, those situations with the, uh, the wardrobe and stuff, JoJo was still putting on an amazing Her performance. striking was on point, yeah, man. Absolutely. She looked so good. This is the best Joanne Calderwood, I think, that we have seen yet. That extra 10 pounds, you know, putting her to 125. Well, she, you know, she fought at 15. She for, says she wants to go She wants to go back to 15. Yeah, that's what she said in the after. I think, look, I think 25 is the perfect spot for Letourneau um, because she bounced between. She started at 35, yeah. went down to 15. It was too rough for her. I don't think cut. that cut was good for her. No. You know, just by her build alone, I think yeah. 35 is the better spot. And I think twenty, if they do decide to go with the 25 weight class, I think that'll benefit some of the bigger girls like Felice Harry, like Valerie. I, I think the turtle would excel in a 125 mm-hmm. uh, setting. Uh, I do too. Uh, even Calderwood showed some good stuff. Michelle Watterson. Watterson yeah. used to fight at 25. I think 25 might be a good spot. I think they should open a 25 division and see what they can do. I think this was just a, a, you know. You're towing the water, mm -hmm. kind of testing the waters, see what we can do. It makes sense. I think so. Because they're not going to bring in the atom weight, not anytime soon. No. 105, that's just too small. So Ham would benefit from that. There's a lot. There's a lot of. There are a lot of. I mean, there are a lot of girls that at at 15 that could make five. That are just smaller, and there are girls that are a little too big for 15, but way too small for 135. Yeah, and it opens up another division. It opens up more opportunities for more fighters. You got another title. You got you know more paydays for the girls. I mean, yep. There's no. I don't see a downfall in bringing a 25 division. I think it'd be exciting. No. I, I do too. I agree. Uh, 
do we want to talk about prelims a little bit? There's a fight yeah. that I definitely want yep. that I want to talk about. Um, that was Chris Beal and Joe Soto. Yep. Uh, not knowing knowing a lot more about Soto than I did knowing about Beal going in. I thought Chris Beal handled handled himself very well. See, I was a I, fight. I've been aware of Beal um, since his day on the, the Ultimate Fighter. He was uh, part of the season with Ronda and um, Misha. Ah. And it so I thought he was a solid fighter. I believe he got, he might have gotten injured. In the, I haven't seen Soto since. I haven't seen Soto since the, the Dillashaw. Dillashaw. Yeah, I was thinking that. that too when when this fight started. Um, that he, I hadn't seen Soto. But Soto looked really good. Absolutely, um, ended up getting the, the victory by submission and. Yep. Uh, they went, you know, went into the third round, but those first two rounds, they were both putting on an exciting fight. Yeah, Beal, Beal can't really hang his head on much. I mean, he was out striking him immensely. It's just the ground game that where Soto dominated him. Yeah, maybe you know? uh, Beal would work on that. Yeah, if, if anything else, because his striking looked crisp. Yeah, he's, his movements look great. He had some good speed. I've thought that way about Chris Beal since I first saw him as a fighter. He's, he's okay. very solid. Good striking, crisp, fast, um, hard to hit. He just, it seems like his ground game is pretty weak. Maybe go back to the books and work on yep. getting some uh, jitsu training. Yeah. You know, uh, maybe that. But Joe Soto looked great. It was a good victory for him coming off a loss against Dillashaw. Yep. Um, I mean, it's th- these aren't fights that are going to raise no. any flags of, oh, look, here's the next title yeah, fight. Yeah, exactly. For a prelim fight, for a fight that opened up the prelims, yeah. uh, they were in a good spot. I mean, even the, good thing. the prelim card alone was, was pretty good. We, you know, we don't have to go too deep into it because a lot of you guys are going to be like, who is this guy? And I went into those fights, a lot of them going, yeah. who? I mean, I recognize a lot of, you know, some of these people, but... Even the the early prelims had some pretty decent fights. Uh, the, the, you know, we just took that. The Brando, I, I was really impressed with Brandon Marcos. I thought she put on a good good fight, out striking uh, Jocelyn Jones Lieberger, one hundred and sixteen to ninety six. She took her down. She controlled her. She tried for a submission. She had. She just couldn't pull it out. Uh, I mean, they both had takedowns. Yep. They both had a you know minute or so of control. It's just Marcos. Marcos is striking. Was what won the day yeah. for. And Randa's kind of been a, a spotty fighter um, since coming in. She's done okay. Yeah, not as much consistency as I would like to see. She's now training over here in Michigan with uh, the Michigan top team. Yeah, yeah. She had Crookshanks in her corner. Oh, I was a little nervous about that with her coming out because uh, when they started talking about her training with the Michigan top team, because, I mean, you know, it didn't really do too well for Darren Crookshanks. <laughs> so... Fighters coming out of that top team, right? Yeah. Um, but good win for Marcos. Uh, I like Randa. I, I like to keep seeing her fight. Same with me. I, I feel bad for Jocelyn Jones Lieberger. I'd like to see her pick up a win. So I she's a solid fighter, and she's yeah. just had she's been thrown into a couple of bad situations, and but she's always looked pretty good. She's not gotten the brakes beaten off no. her, so. But she's. Uh, it's time to start. Jumping into the win column. Yep. Yeah, she needs it bad. You can continue to put on good fights, but if you don't pick up victories, you're not going to be kept on the roster very long. Um, But it was still an excellent fight, for, especially for an early prelim. Yeah. I thought the girls did a great job. Um, But as an overall card, um, there were were some shining moments that I I thought were very good. 
obviously the, the main event is where everything led up to and yeah. everything, all, all the, the, the pizzazz was. Yep. But, um, Good main, you know, solid main card. We, you know, we didn't talk about the Boston O'Connell fight where they beat the, the hell out of each other for three rounds. It was there's not much to say. Two heavyweights killing brain cells, just exactly. pulling each other. It was a fun, exciting fight. It earned fight of the night honors. Didn't think it deserved fight of the night honors. I really think that should have gone to Calderwood and Letourneau. That's right. Dana thinking. tried to make right with it because Calderwood broke, yeah. and because Reebok doesn't pay you shit. Because she made. $2,000 in sponsor yeah. money. And when... has to train at TriStar where she probably just had to pay Fahavi $2,000 just to be in her corner. Right. Um, Sahabi. Sahabi, not Fahavi. Fahas Sahabi. But the Boston O'Connell fight that did get the fight of the night honors, if you watched it, it was two big cats in there uh, swinging in the end. Yeah, not yeah. a lot of defense, not a lot of head yeah. movement. Let me see. It's Rock'em Sock'em Robots. That's all it was. Woo! And, uh, it's fun. I enjoy it. But well, yeah, there's so better fights fun. on the card that I thought deserved it. It doesn't really make... I mean, it makes for a uh, check your brain in at the door. Uh, just watch two yeah. guys swinging it out. Exactly. You know, there was no not a lot of technique involved. Exactly. But just a, two tough cats. They were very tough. Yeah. Uh, they had so tremendous chins. But... but. So, give me a grade. I give it a solid B. Same. Solid B, um, the main event saved it yep. for me. Uh, yeah. The co-main, co-main. Main event saved it. I thought, I thought the three out of the five fights in the main card were worth the B itself. I, I thought the, the Letourneau-Calderwood fight was yeah. great. Cerrone, Cote, and Wonderboy McDonald was everything I wanted. Going into the main card, I mean, there was there was some fair stuff. Yeah, there were some good wins. Um, once it got there, definitely... Made a solid B after all was said and done for me. Agreed. Let's get into some news, man, because there's quite a bit of things. So Probably the biggest thing coming yeah. of this past week. Uh, there's been re- conflicting reports on regarding the finalized sale of the UFC. Earlier this week, it was broken by several credible websites, including MMA Junkie, Bloody Elbow, and a few others, that uh, the sale of the Ultimate Fighter was... Taken and completed, four point two billion dollars, and it was being sold to a company called uh, the W M E I M G Group, which is the William Morris Agency. A uh, few other ones. Uh, the biggest one, and probably the one that you guys would most know, is the Kraft Group, who the Kraft family who owns the New England Patriots, mm-hmm. on top of whatever else. So there you go. There's your Boston ties to Dana. Um, there's been. It was reported that it was done. We yeah. we reported it. You and I went back and forth with it, whether or not we should jump on the bandwagon. Everybody kept saying, I mean, so many credible sources saying it's done. Yeah. And then uh, they were saying that the sale was going to happen. Dana was going to stay on uh, and probably be getting a bigger stake in the company. Now right now, he owns 8.99% of the UFC. Yep. And in a $4.2 billion sale that would net Dana White about $370 million. Right. Uh, not a bad payday. Not a bad payday. <laughs> and now you're getting an even more larger controlling stake in the company. So Lorenzo was going to relinquish his role. But now it seems, meanwhile, the UFC continues to deny that the sale is going to happen. And uh, Monday, MMA Junkie obtained a copy of an internal memo signed by the Fertitas 
that was sent to the company employees. A report today by flowcombat.com indicating that the company had been sold is false. The follow This follows other false speculations in the press recently. Such misrepresentation of facts in the media negatively impacts our business, staff members, athletes. We have instructed our attorneys to investigate and to take all appropriate legal action against the parties publishing and contributing these false stories. So, uh... Some people say it is. They say it's not. Or what do we believe? I, I'm leaning towards this going. It's happening. I mean, especially with the next news story that we have. Yeah. It 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 sounds to me more of well, Brock and Nate aren't or Brock stopped fighting. Nate's not coming back to fight Connor. This isn't happening. Oh, this is happening. Yeah. I have I have a feeling in my gut. That by September, new owners of the UFC will be revealed. Absolutely. Um, I I would be shocked if they made it that long. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't. I mean, be, it could be before that, but I'm thinking within the next three months. I wouldn't be shocked if after 200 is. I think they want to keep it quiet until at least 200 is over. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but I'm thinking the week after 200, shit's gonna get really real. Right. Um, I don't, I don't like that it's selling because I, I don't know what kind of changes are going to be implemented, right. good or bad. Um, with Dana, I how feel it's going to affect the fighters. I feel pain. more confident with Dana staying in place. That makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. But you know, Dana's been taking, you know, I mean, he's doing going more behind the scenes now. He's not out in the public as much. He's not doing the post-fight shows. He's leaving at the shoulder. Uh, well, that, a lot of that started with that lawsuit because they didn't want him. Oh, the, the they scrapped the uh, the scrums. Scrums, yeah. Because they knew everybody, Dana would just answer any question, so they didn't want the attorneys didn't want everybody and their brother asking him about the lawsuit and him giving away things that he shouldn't have been giving away. So I'm leaning on the side that the UFC is being sold. Um, business. I mean, how do you turn down $4.2 billion? If you're Dana and you got 9% of a company and they come to you and say, we're going to sell it and you're going to get $370 million, I would say, pay me. Yeah. Oh, and you're going to keep your job and they're going to give you more and you're going to get $370 state. million in the bank yeah. plus you're going to get, oh man. Yeah. Yep. It's like, uh... I'm a business major, dude. I have a bachelor's in business leadership. I, I would sell. Yeah! It's tell. it's it's the old uh, it's the old good fellows adage. Fuck you, pay me. Yeah. Pardon my language. Hey, <laughs> that's the way it is, man. I've been watching Goodfellas on. Yeah, Netflix. man, that's oh, one of my favorite movie. movies of all time. <laughs> it's one of my favorite. I had it on at work. I was bored. I was like, oh, Goodfellas. Um, but when you when you said that our next story coincided with it, and kind of ties in, it, it really does, and that's the fact that Lorenzo has taken a new job. With Red Rock Resort Zinc. Yeah. For $500,000 a year. Um, so it kind of just, it kind of coincidentally, you know, it's funny, Lorenzo was going to be relinquishing his job and control in the UFC with the sale, and suddenly he's got a new job? Yeah. That doesn't sound like uh, they're not selling. That doesn't sound like a guy that's looking to keep his job. Right. And keep this company. It looks like a guy that's looking for, uh, looking at his future. And a way to come out. 
Yeah. Sorry, we uh, got a little bit of... Uh, a little sidetracked on something. A little sidetracked on a story we were going to talk about next anyway, so... But, uh, it's just another big red flag that's saying, hey man, we're being sold. Why would a guy that's got a f- more over a full-time... I mean, run the UFC, he's got to be more than a full-time job. Especially, yeah. You know? um, Lorenzo is the CEO. Why would a guy that's doing that look for another job if he wasn't going to have his current job within the next... Exactly. Several months, or exactly. even weeks, or whatever, whatever it ends up being. Exactly. Um, just kind of raises another red flag yep. the fact that uh, the UFC is going to be under a new ownership it's, before the end of the year. Yeah, I, I agree. Well, that. they better get it figured out before August because Joe's contract's up soon. And, and, and Joe said, they sell, I'm gone. He's not going to stay with the UFC if it's not the Fertitas anymore. Yeah, I think he, well, we'll see if he stays with Dana. <clears throat> He might still. Have. I think maybe at the time when they were talking to sale and everybody being gone, different story. But we'll see. Well, we'll see, man. Around. Yeah, it's it's Joe Rogan, so you never know. Moving on, uh, for those of you hiding under a rock and were unaware, uh, Chad Mendez has been uh, flagged by USADA. We going into the show was unaware of what it was. Chad was popped for. Um, he had no. There was no statement issued by the UFC, USADA, or Chad other than Chad acknowledging that, yes, I made a mistake. I will pay for my mistake. Mm-hmm. But we had been waiting for any kind of news on what had happened. Well, we just got it as we were looking over this uh, story yeah, about Lorenzo. Literally just broke. Um, that that uh, the reports are that Chad was popped for growth hormone and out of competition tests. Sources saying that Chad was popped for growth hormone and he took the cream form, but not by injection. It's uh, GR, it was GHRP-6, which is the name of the growth hormone, growth hormone releasing peptide 6. It's more of an anti-aging agent when taken alone. A very little, if any, value to athletes uncombined with any other substance. However, I'm told that he only failed for the one substance and nothing else was found. Taken alone of its its little valued athletes seeking any performance or strength enhancements. So it's a little puzzling as to why he would take it unless he just got bad advice for an inadvertent example. Could be a mistake, but we go back to everything that we've talked about with fighters that get popped. This is your job. Yeah, know what you're taking. You have to know it at, at all times before you put anything, anything into or on or around your body. Um if there's a substance known as growth, growth hormone, it's probably not a good idea to take it. You know, this Man, stuff, you know, growth you know, hormone releasing peptide 6, I would think not such a good thing to use. Yeah, most, I would think most anything that had the initials GH in it, you might want to... That's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, maybe he thought it was just some... New Brazilian anti-aging cream or something until he realized what the name of it was. I don't know what his deal was. He owned up to it. Um, he's going to do six months, I think. What's the first pop? Six months? Potentially two. Two years? Potentially. Depending on how they want to play it, it's it's potentially a two-year. See, I usually... I mean... A lot, they've been they giving him about... Out. No, I mean, Yoel got six or eight... You know, retro. Retro. 
But it, it's it's a potentially a two year for a first failure. It doesn't sound like he's fighting it. No. It doesn't sound like he's going to pursue any kind of appeal. Um, he went to Twitter and said, uh, "I screwed up, guys. It was a mistake. I didn't mean to do it, um, and I'll take it on the chin." So, um, how does this affect him in the eyes of the matchmakers? That's that's not. Does it knock him down a little bit? Does it? Uh, yeah. Uh, make I, them make him start back where. And lower. It doesn't help him coming off of, of the loss, two losses in a row. It's definitely not helping your no, case. That's a good point. Two knockout losses in a row. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, we'll see, and we'll post when, when his uh, punishment is final and exactly what sort of deal yep. he has to go through. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely keep, keep posting on this anytime that any kind of news breaks on the story. This is a good thing in the terms of what we keep saying, it's cleaning everything up. Yeah. Despite the fact that this might not be, you know, just an injection of testosterone, it's still against the rules. They're still enforcing it. Yeah. Um, you're still breaking the, you're still breaking clear rules that you yeah. know. Come on, man. Come on. Be smarter than that. Yep. So we got a couple of, uh, just a couple stories left. This one, uh, <laughs> this one is an ongoing story. Two um, years in the making. Now. Yeah, yeah. Well, so the UFC broke. Was it yesterday? Yes, yesterday. That Phil Brooks, uh, better known as CM Punk, will finally get in the cage, and I use air quotes. Mm-hmm. Finally, will get in the cage September 10th at UFC 203 in Cleveland. Kind of close to us, not too far of a not drive from, from Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. Um, Milwaukee, where he trains. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's going to finally fight Mickey Gall at 203. Um, we'll f- see if he makes the walk. I, I I shared this story, I think, on our page. And put the, the caveat that... Oh no, this broke today. I'm sorry. This was today's breaking news. So I got to break it before you... Oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, I put I put the statement that I don't really want to talk about it too much until the man makes the walk to the cage. There's not a lot to talk about. What has he done? Nothing. He's he's delayed, delayed, delayed. He's okay. We're gonna fight now, Kevin Esser. Yeah, Never mind. I'm gonna I'm gonna make this big <laughs> announcement and act all super excited and hug Ariel Hawani, and then two days later I gotta I'm have get surgery. The cage with Mickey, we're gonna stand toe to toe and make this. You know this cool little photo op, and then the next day, oh, well, you know, I I, I wanted to fight, but I gotta fix my back, so we'll see you in six and months. And he's probably gonna get the brakes beaten off. I don't think he's gonna last a round, right? I don't know. I really don't, I think, don't think, think so is. either, man. Yeah. Not not with all the reports we've heard from everybody talking about his in camp fights and yeah, fifteen test fights, and he lost fourteen of them. Right. You know, they probably just gave him that one because they felt bad for him. Probably. Um, so. Yeah. Hey, let us know. Are you excited about CM Punk coming? I Hit am. us up on Facebook. Let us know. Because <laughs> if it happens, cool. Cool. If it doesn't, I'm not losing any sleep. I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I'm not putting my eggs into this basket. Last news story of the day broke earlier today as well. And uh, we found out that Paige Van Zandt, when she'll be returning to her cage after her uh, Dancing with the Stars stint and... Uh, Found out that she's going to be coming back August 27th. 
to take on Beck Rawlings. Ooh. Not a fight I really, you know... I like Pace. I don't like her chances. Not really. But, I mean, you're going to fight a very, very tough Beck. Beck Rawlings is a really tough girl. Like, tough. Tough girl. Yeah. Tough striker. And after what Rose did to you for five rounds... Kind of nervous about what... I might have picked a softer target to go yeah, back to. Yeah. Well, the interesting, the interesting thing is... So, August 27th is going to be in the Rogers Center in Vancouver. Yes. Uh, the only other bots that have been confirmed on the card is Pettis making his 145-pound debut, which we talked about in the last show against Charles Oliveira, and Gareth McClellan taking on Alessio DiCercio. DiCercio. Uh, but the interesting thing is the date of this. Yeah, this, exactly. This takes place six days after the WWE's SummerSlam event. And why is that important? Because Paige Van Zandt will be a part of the WWE's SummerSlam event. As part of the Brock, Brock Lesnar crossover, the WWE agreed to let him fight. Yep. They get Paige for SummerSlam. Yep. Which I think and... I'm sure uh, this fight has everything to do with that. It has to be. Because, you know, she's going to be at SummerSlam getting all that publicity on uh, WWE. Six the week days before. later, she's in the cage. You know, maybe they get some more eyes on their own products yep. back and forth. Yep. Everything to do with that deal, with the Brock getting her and her going to SummerSlam, that's the... That's the timing for this. Absolutely, that was my immediate thought. We were we were thinking, wondering if it was actually the day before SummerSlam or not. Yeah, which, <laughs> which would have been, been bad, bad timing because her face was going to get jacked up. They don't want they don't want to bring in Paige, who's a very pretty girl, and do some stuff with the with their divas and their women's division and stuff in there while their girls are all looking pretty. And, and Paige has two black guys yeah, and Paige a swollen lump on her head. You know, it just it wouldn't work. No. You know, not, not for the product that WWE wants to put out anymore. No. No. So she does the SummerSlam deal then she goes in the next week to to fight Rowdy Beck. Yeah. Which nah. we'll discuss in full once that comes closer to the time. But, yeah. Um, you know, Paige is starting to transcend her fighting career yep. the way Ronda did and she's taking all of these outside bookings and these outside deals, it's going to, and it will affect her fighting. Absolutely. It's been, I mean, Ron has shown that you can be the best fighter in the, in the women's division top to bottom, and you start doing all these extra stuff, and you get your head kicked in. Yep. She's going to have the same problem. She continues to dance with the stars and roll around in a wrestling ring and do photo shoots. She's got the same problem. Nail head. <laughs> Could not have said it any better myself, my friend. Oh, that is going to pretty much wrap it up. Actually, one final thought before we go. I want to get your opinion because we really didn't talk about it. Did you watch the Fedor fight last week? Watched highlights and watched the full fight. Okay. What was your impression taken away from watching the highlights? Because I watched the full fight as it went on. I tried to watch that whole EFN card because it started at like 11 o'clock when I got to work. So I tried to put it on. There were some decent fights, but God, the commentary was fucking awful. Really? This no. guy had no idea what the hell he was talking about. And no headlock from a wristwatch. You're basically. Basically. Um, I was sick and slept through it. Uh, it was fighting off a cold and it just wasn't right. was asleep. But I, I watched a lot of the uh, the highlights of, for what you can call them. Yeah. Highlights. Um, Fedor looked a shell of himself against a guy 
uh, Maldonado, who he should have outclassed. Absolutely. And destroyed. Fedor's age has shown. Um, the, there was speak of him going to the UFC. There's no reason for him to be in the UFC no, anymore. That was basically where I wanted to go with this okay. conversation, was to get your take on that. because What I saw without seeing the full fight was a man that's trying to hold on to something that he once was, and he's no longer that. Yep. I, uh, I watched the full fight. If it was not for the referee making a terrible decision to stop the stop the fight to put Fedor's mouthpiece back in as he was just getting pummeled in a short-range clinch game by Fabio Maldonado while he was halfway out on his feet, I think he would have gotten first-round KO'd. It was a bad fight. Yeah. I don't even really... Maldonado, by the end, didn't even really want to be there anymore, and he just kind of gave up. Fedor still couldn't put him away. If you get an opportunity and you haven't watched the fight, go back, watch the whole thing, form your own opinion on it, let's talk about it, let us know. But I don't want to see Fedor in the UFC. I don't. I think he's got a spot for I don't think there's a spot for him there. Who'd, who would you put him in there against? You're going to try to do the rematch against Verdum. He's going to get destroyed. He'll get killed. Put him in there, maybe let him try to avenge his loss against Bigfoot. Bigfoot's about the only guy at this point. Yeah, that's about the only slow and uh, over-the-hill cat that, you know, yeah. God, that would be god-ugly. Oh, that would be a terrible oh. fight. I never want to see Bigfoot fight again. Absolutely and, but, not. But yeah, that's the only thing. Yeah, I just wanted to bring sure. that up real quick because it wasn't worth taking up a bunch of time in the actual show to talk about. I figured just throw it in there in the final thoughts because I didn't know if you'd watch the fight. I did, and I was disappointed. Very disappointed. So... Our upcoming shows, just to let everybody know that in about a week, we're going to come on to a show where we're doing three fights in a row. Yeah. You know, there's a Thursday, a Friday, and a Saturday card leading up into 200. Right. So we're going to have a long show that week. Absolutely. And uh, don't look for a lot of news coming from us. No. No. <laughs> I mean, you might get a little bit of news if something major major, yeah. major happens, but that fight, that, that show is going to be 200 heavy. But that being said, leading into that, um, we'll start the discussion now. Let's talk about, you know, post it on our Facebook, whatever you got, of what you're looking forward to on 200 the most, because top to bottom, that card has potentially six or seven main events in it. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be a long, it's going to be a long night of fights, and it's going to be a long week leading up to it, so... Let's start the 200 hype. Yeah, let's soon. get that. Let's get the hype trade going. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us this week on the Average Joe's MMA Show. As always, make sure you guys are getting on Facebook, sharing our stuff, commenting on it. Thanks to the guys that continuously do. Ryan Dempsey, you are the real MVP. He really is. He is awesome, dude. He really is. Ryan, you you are the real MVP, and I know you're going to listen to this, so that's why I like to give you shouts, because I know you're sitting up there in freaking Canada with your poutine, screaming at the Irish goddamn soccer team, and listening to the show. Yes, sir. For David Van Bolden, I'm Jeff Shanahan, and we'll catch you guys next week with another episode of the Average Joe's MMA Show.